Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 112 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and I'm going to be honest. January was a really tough month. If you're listening in real time, this episode is going live the first Monday of February 2022. In January, I kicked off the month like so many of us with that new year, new goals excitement of having the next 365 days ahead to tackle my goals and kick off new habits. But then, very quickly, reality set in. Everyone, me, my husband Scott, my girls, We all got sick at some point in January. My girl's school was closed at different points during the month because of COVID. So that meant that while my husband and I worked at home, one of us had to be on childcare duty. Plus, we tearfully said goodbye to my Yorkie Penelope after having 14 wonderful years together. It felt like January just went off the rails. Keeping up with work was a challenge, much less kicking off new goals and habits. The tending list page in my Cultivate What Matters power sheets barely has any checks at all. Maybe your January was amazing. Maybe you hit your goals, checked off boxes in your habit tracker, kicked off new habits with success, and you're feeling on top of the world. And if so, then I am totally cheering you on. But if you're like me, and maybe January didn't quite have that fresh start feeling you were hoping for, I'd like to welcome you to Fresh Start February, the month that we recommit to moving forward together with a fresh start, no matter what happened in January. And if you're finding this episode at some time of the year that isn't February, just keep in mind that any time is a good time for a fresh start. So in today's episode, I'm diving into the big reasons why we give up on our goals and resolutions so easily, often before February. I'll talk about how to deal when all of your best laid plans fall apart. I'll share three ways to hit the reset button and keep making progress on your goals, even when you feel a little defeated. You'll also hear the right way to use a habit tracker, Yes, there is a right way to check the box for maximum habit-forming impact. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 112. You'll also find a link in the show notes to get your hands on one of the biggest time savers and money savers I have ever seen. Business owners and side hustlers, you're going to want to lean in. Business dreamers who have start a business on your list of things to do this year, listen up. If you've ever wanted to create extra income, shopping money, dollars for that Disney vacation, paying off student loans, if you've ever wanted to create extra income in a way that truly makes the most of your time, you are going to want to check out the Passive Bundle. 
So what's the Passive Bundle? Well, the Passive Bundle is an exclusive collection of 31 courses, tools, templates, and education from the creative industry's leading experts to help you master passive income. In the bundle, you'll find resources covering every facet of growing a profitable online business from the creative industry's top educators, including past It's About Time guests like Megan Martin from episode 52, Natasha Coyle from episode 98, and Kat Schmoyer, who joined me for a bonus episode, and so much more resources on digital product creation, email marketing, Instagram, content planning, launching, business planning, systems and productivity, plus my three-step system for designing your ideal week and setting up your weekly planning session. It's called Get a Game Plan, and it's also included in the bundle. By the way, if you were to buy each of these courses and resources individually, it would cost you over $5,000, $5,013 to be exact. But for five days only, you can snap up all 31 of these resources for only $99. The Passive Bundle is available from February 7th through February 11th, 2022. Head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash bundle to get it before it's gone. And you can also find this link over in the show notes. So that's abouttimepodcast.com forward slash bundle to grab 31 courses, tools, templates, and resources that will help you master passive income for just $99. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. I'm going to cut to the chase. The biggest reason why we give up on our New Year's resolutions, our goals, and our new habits is because we don't have a plan. Here's what usually happens we set goals. We make a list of resolutions. Maybe we'll fill out our Cultivate What Matters power sheets, or we'll use another goal-setting workshop or those beginning pages in your planner that help you prioritize how you'll spend your time. Then the list kind of just sits there. Even if we post it on the wall where we can see it and keep it top of mind, a list of goals is just a list if you don't have a plan in mind or a plan in place for how you'll actually start maintain, move forward, and cross the finish line. We kind of assume that our work is done once we set the goals. I mean, a lot of time, goal setting itself is daunting enough. That's why it's so easy to skip or procrastinate. The time it takes to think through the past, look around at the present, and then look ahead to the future, you can't exactly tackle it in a quick 15 minutes. Sometimes the goal-setting process alone can take you a few days, especially if you have little ones, lots of distractions, and big responsibilities. So by the time you polish up your goal list, making sure they're smart, 
specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, it's kind of easy to feel like your work here is done. When reality, it's only the beginning. In the great big scheme of things, the easy part is setting the goals, making the resolutions, writing the bucket list, dreaming the dreams. The hard part, the part that really counts, is the doing, the action-taking. And before the doing and the action-taking comes the planning. The reason why we give up on our goals, resolutions, our bucket list, and our dreams for the year is because we don't have an actual plan in place. When you don't have a plan in place, you're kind of just assuming that you'll just know what to do, how to do it, and when to do it, and that the time will kind of magically appear for you to do it all in. And sometimes even when you do have a plan in place, when life happens and all of our normal plans and routines are disrupted, I know that happened for so many of us in January for a whole host of reasons. It seems like every day I chatted with a friend who was working from home with a kiddo nearby due to a school closure or sickness. But even when you do have a plan in place, it can be incredibly discouraging when things don't go as planned. And then you start to feel behind on your goals. You start to think, well, maybe I'll try again next year, or maybe I won't try at all because clearly I'm just not good at this resolution goal stuff. I mean, what's the point when nothing goes as planned? I get it. And I feel you. It can be so frustrating to have big plans for the year and then feel like you're constantly dodging obstacles and not getting anywhere. Sometimes things just don't go as planned, but that doesn't mean you have to throw all your plans away. Every day is a new day, and any day can be a good day for a fresh start. When you're feeling discouraged, when you're looking at your empty habit tracker with no checks or X's, when you feel like giving up, you can hit the reset button. So here are three steps to hit the reset button on your goals, plans, ideas, and dreams for this year. And before we even get to step one, I'm going to create a step zero. So think of this as the reset before the reset. Step zero, give yourself some grace. Cut yourself some slack. It's okay. Failing doesn't mean you're a failure. It means you tried and you learned. So take what you learned and keep trying. Life happens, but we keep going. At our house, we're big fans of the kids' TV show Bluey, featuring a cartoon family of dogs living in Australia. Bluey is a six-year-old blue healer, and her little sister Bingo is a four-year-old red healer. In one episode, Bingo and Bluey were bringing Mother's Day breakfast in bed to their mom. Mom's name is Chili, by the way. And anyway, Bingo, bless her heart, trips and the food flies everywhere. So she runs away and cries. Mom's advice to Bingo when she's upset is this. Have a good cry. Stand up. Dust yourself off and get back to it. The show must go on. If you're disappointed, it's okay. Let yourself be disappointed. 
but the year must go on. So let's dust ourselves off and get back to it. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. On to step one. Step one is to prioritize or possibly reprioritize. You know, another big reason why we give up on our goals is because we accidentally tried to start them all at the same time. Telling yourself that you're going to stop eating sugar, run three miles a day, wake up at 5 a.m., start a business, and renovate your bathroom all in January? Well, that's a lot. That's a whole lot of new. So instead of making your fresh start all about starting everything, pull out that list of goals or resolutions or habits you want to start and rank them. Really? If you could only start on one thing on that list and you weren't allowed to start on anything else until you finish or totally nail that one thing, then what would be that one thing you start on? The thing is, it requires a lot of energy and thought and intention to get something new off the ground, especially if it's something pretty new to you, like eating in a new way or working out regularly when that's just not something you're accustomed to. So instead of dividing your energy across seven different new things, when you pick one, you're able to get some traction in a way that builds momentum. You're able to make big progress on one thing, the most important thing on your list, before you start adding in new things. Let's take this one thing at a time. 
Instead of stopping the sugar, running three miles a day, waking up at 5 a.m., starting a business and renovating your bathroom, maybe you just commit to waking up at 5 a.m. each day and you use a habit tracker to keep up with your streak. And when you really ingrain waking up at 5 a.m., then when you're ready to run those three miles a day or one mile or half a mile, whatever, it'll be a tiny bit easier to get started because you're directing your getting started energy to running. Step one is to prioritize. Review your list of goals, resolutions, dreams, and ideas, and decide what order you're going to start each one. Because starting too many new things at once is a great way to get overwhelmed and give up. Step two is plan. Okay, let's stick with the wake up at 5 a.m. example. If you've never been one to wake up at 5 a.m., chances are it's not going to be super easy for you, but maybe it will be. But chances are it will be new territory and a new challenge. That's why having a plan for what you're starting is so important. When you're creating your plan, ask yourself questions like these. What's your first step? How will I start? What can I do to set myself up for success? What can I do to fail-proof my goal? How can I create accountability? Should I use a habit tracker? What are the steps involved? Can I break this goal into smaller steps or milestones? What do I need to learn in order to be ready to start or improve once I get started? Do I need any tools or equipment? All of these questions are so valuable in creating your plan for following through. So let's say you want to start waking up at 5 a.m. You might ask yourself, what can I do to set myself up for success? Okay, so that could look like setting my alarm on my phone and putting my phone across the room. Or I could put my phone in the bathroom so I have to walk in there to turn it off. And then since I'm already in there, I might as well stay in there and brush my teeth. What else? Well... I could plan to get a good night's sleep each night before, so when the alarm goes off, I'm well rested. So then I should probably figure out what time I should be in bed and therefore what time to start winding down. All right, if I'm waking up at 5 a.m., I now have more time available in the morning. What am I going to do with that time so I'm not tempted to go back to sleep? Okay, I could stretch. I could do a yoga with Adrian YouTube video. I could make breakfast. I could go for a walk, perhaps. All right, so what can I do for accountability? Well, I, I could put a habit tracker on the wall in the bathroom or in my closet so I can put an X every time I wake up on time. I could also see if any of my friends want to be 5 a.m. buddies and we could text each other. Maybe we'll text each other a selfie to prove that we're up. What should I learn about waking up at 5 a.m.? Okay, well, there's that Miracle Morning book by Hal Elrod. Maybe I could check that out. See what I mean? We're asking questions that help us formulate a plan. This takes waking up at 5 a.m. from being an idea on a page to an action you can take regularly. You know exactly what you're doing, how you're doing it, what you need to learn, and how you can stay accountable. It doesn't get much more specific than that. So step one is to prioritize. Step two is to plan. And step three is put it in your calendar. 
This is the kicker and the step that most people skip, which is why so many dreams, resolutions, and habits bite the dust. When you put time for whatever it is, running three miles, planning your sugarless meals, waking up at 5 a.m., renovating your bathroom, when you don't give it a place on your calendar, it's basically invisible. So you've heard me say before that calendars are for so much more than meetings. Time blocking is taking your to-do list and putting a block on your calendar to represent the time you'll spend doing that thing. It's like scheduling a meeting with yourself to do something specific. Once you've prioritized your list and made your plan, block time in your calendar to take action. Having this activity visually represented on your calendar makes it more real. It makes you less likely to skip it, and it helps you be realistic about how much time you actually have to spend on your goals. Recently, I was talking with one of my time management coaching clients who has set a goal to deepen her faith in 2022. So I asked her to tell me what that means to her. What does that look like? And so to her, she said, that means reading her Bible regularly, doing Bible studies, and listening to faith-focused podcasts. And my next question was, wonderful. When do you plan to do each of these things during your week? And she hadn't really thought about that part yet. She just kind of assumed that she would do them whenever they crossed her mind. So instead, she pulled up her ideal week, and an ideal week is a template for how you'd like to spend your time each week. She pulled out her ideal week and decided what she would shift in order to create intentional time blocks for deepening her faith through those activities. That's how it's done. You prioritize, you plan, and you put it in your calendar. So if you, like me, are in need of a February reset, fresh start February, or literally fresh start anytime, prioritize, plan, and put it in your calendar. Oh, and I mentioned habit trackers earlier. I want to clear something up for everyone. Did you know that there's a right and a wrong way to use a habit tracker to reinforce your habits? So many of us will use a habit tracker to track multiple goals or habits that we're working on. And then at the end of the day, we'll look back on what we did or didn't do, and we'll put X's or check marks in the appropriate boxes. While that is a great way to keep a record, it's missing one vital ingredient. You see, one of the benefits of using a habit tracker is that it can serve as an external reward for completing the habit. If you've listened to episode 11, then you know that the three parts of a habit are the cue, the routine, and the reward. The cue is the thing that triggers the habit, the routine is doing the habit, and the reward is the way you feel or how you celebrate doing the habit. The reward can be intrinsic, like a feeling of accomplishment, or it can be external, like putting an X on a habit tracker or giving yourself a treat. Either way, the reward is an incredibly important part of a habit, and it's not a habit without a reward. In order to reinforce the habit, you've got to feel the reward pretty soon after the routine. So when you wait until the very end of the day to put all of the check marks and X's in your habit tracker, your brain doesn't actually connect the X with the habit. So you're not getting the benefit of ingraining the habit with a reward. So 
Next time you use a habit tracker to reinforce a new habit, instead of waiting until the end of the day to make your checks, put your X on the tracker as soon as possible so your brain ties the reward to the habit and it becomes ingrained faster. You can learn more about the anatomy of a habit in episode 11, or if you head over to episode 40, there's a 30-day habit tracker you can download that helps you map out your cue, routine, and reward and track your progress along the way. And I'll link both of those episodes in the show notes. And there you have it. Life happens. Things don't go as planned. But just like Chili told Bingo, We can have a good cry, stand up, dust ourselves off, and get back to it. Give yourself grace, prioritize, plan, and put it in your calendar. The year must go on. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 112. And while you're there, make sure you get your hands on the Passive Bundle featuring 31 amazing courses, templates, and resources valued at more than $5,000 to help you grow your business or boost your income by creating your first or next passive income product for only $99. I'll include the link in the show notes, but you can also snap up this limited time deal by heading to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash bundle. This opportunity closes on Friday, February 11th, 2022, so don't miss out. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.